0: Welcome to McCovey Chronicles episode 67. We're recording this on Sunday uh, after an exciting Giants win. Um, And I'm Sammy Higgins. Doug is out this week, so we have McCovey Chronicles community member Joanne here to join me for another fun filled episode of Giants baseball content. Joanne, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I hear it's your birthday. It is my birthday, and the Giants won for my birthday. How nice of them. Yes, they're very nice. (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes. let's Uh, let's put a disclaimer on that. (laughs) Well, I hope you want to say thank you for being here with us. You're welcome. I'm excited. Thanks for having me. So, I know you've been on before, um,
0: but for anyone who who might have missed it, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Um, Well, my name is Joanne, and I live in New York City. And I love baseball. I love traveling. I love traveling to see baseball. Um, I'm also really into concerts and uh, going to the beach and, and basically seeing a lot of theater. So that's those are my main interests. That's pretty good summary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks.
0: So, for those who might not remember, um, Dwayne is the reigning winner of the Alex Lewis Memorial Spirit Award in the McCovey Chronicles Community Awards, and it feels like that that kind of has. Um, values the same kind of um, traits that the Willie Mock Award does for the Giants. And so mm-hmm. kind of do you have any guesses of who might be this year's winner of the Willie Mock Award?
1: I feel like this year it's a little difficult to actually speculate on who it might be. I think it's easier to, to think about it when it's a better season and, and, and things are like going well and it's like, oh, that guy, he's doing great, I'm sure. But this year I think it's probably going to be someone that has managed to keep things, you know, ro- rooted in the clubhouse and had like a consistent season. And that kind of makes me think that it might be Buster Posey this year. Um, he hasn't won one in a few years and it, it just seems like it would make sense to me, so.
0: I agree. I actually was thinking Stuart as well because he does—he is kind of the, the the captain, and he has to kind of hold everything together and hold everybody together. And we have seen him lose his cool a couple of times this season. But considering the season, I mean, I would be
1: concerned if he hadn't lost his cool at least once. So right. Um,
0: right. Do they tend to do they tend to give it to the
1: same person more than once? Uh, I believe they have. I think I know someone earlier on in, in, in the award history, won more than once. But I also think someone fairly recently won more than once. Um, it might, I think Kruko is actually one of the ones that won more than once. So I think that they would give it to someone a second time. So,
0: Yeah, I think there's a pretty good case for it being Buster, and That's usually what – that will be, like, the week before
1: the, the last game of the season, roughly. Yeah, I think it's the last Friday night game. And usually the uh, Orange Friday, they, they do it before – the night game on Friday. So I guess it'll be, uh, yeah, two weeks or so. Yeah, we're almost done. I can't believe it's almost over. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's probably yeah. going to um,
0: Sorry, it's not letting me pull the up. Yeah, so, well, that, you know, that's we're coming up on this time of the year where we get those little interesting, you know, maybe they don't matter to the big grand scheme of baseball, but we get these moments like we had today with Ryan Vogel's song, which we'll get into later, um, and then you get these moments with the Willie Machort, and he's you know it's it's just something at
1: least. Exactly, it's fun. You get to see you know players get recognized for for different things, and just have something to be like, yes, this is what this is a reason to actually watch this game today. There's a reason to actually tune in. There'll be something entertaining. There'll be something positive. So I, I do like that September has when the season hasn't been well. September does have a few little things sprinkled in here and there. To keep things interesting and to remind us that, hey, baseball is going away. You're going to miss baseball. You are going to miss it. You might not
0: think you're going to miss it, but you're going to. So <laughs> exactly. you may think that you'll be better off, but around the time that yeah. it's like the middle of January and there's no basketball or football game on and you've got nothing to do with your night, <laughs> exactly. you're like, there's baseball. Exactly. Um, so let's um, take a look at the week that was. You guys won games, which is, you know, pretty.
1: Pretty good. For the Giants this year, I'll take two. Yeah.
0: And uh and there were a couple of pretty pretty wild games. I mean, uh let's look back to Monday. And so mm-hmm. Monday night was it was seven oh five or seven fifteen. Mhm. This didn't happen until what, seven fifty?
1: I think it it started again at seven fifty.
0: Yeah. And then so they had one batter and then there was another one. Let's see, it was, it was Pushed back to 10:50 in the end. Yeah, so three hours, three hours, 25 minutes of delay. That's a big deal, right? Right. Yeah. Um. So for you, that would have been close to what two? Two o'clock? Eleven,
1: twelve, one, two. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. It started close to two o'clock local for for me. If it started almost at 11. So yes, yeah, almost two o'clock. <laughs> um. And and that night, I actually had gone to a Yankee game and that game was not short and I got home from that game I got ready for bed I went to bed I dozed off I woke up and the Giants game had not yet started so (laughs) that that was that was one of the ones where you know if it had been a crazy like a crazier season I probably would have stayed up and listened to some of it before I went back to sleep but that night I kind of just dozed off again and woke up a couple of times and checked to see if it was still going on. And it was, and it, it was pretty entertaining to me that it, it was going on so late.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I had a coworker. Now, I live about, um, depending on how you try to get there, it's at least two and a half hours, three hours sometimes to San Francisco, um, up north of Sacramento. So I had a co mm-hmm. left to work about, you know, two or three. And he mm-hmm. drove a family with little kids and everything. They drove to the Giants game. And they ended up getting home before the Giants game even started. Wow. That's because, crazy. The day 30, you know, they only had one one um, batter. and He's like, I got little kids. So I got to work tomorrow. Right. Yeah, he said he got home and the game still hadn't
1: started yet. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. But, meanwhile, but, like, a game like that is, like, something. It's, like, one of my dreams is to go to a game that you're one of the only people left in the middle of the night at the ballpark, like, I, re- I really, really want to go to, like, a game that's either 20 innings or there's just some bananas reason why everyone is still there when you should be in bed, <laughs> so.
0: I, I, I can agree with that sentence to a degree. The only concern is that, like, the public transportation doesn't, doesn't really oh, allow yeah. so, for Yeah. You, you were the a ferry, can you see on the TV broadcast around, like, I, I want to say, like, one,
1: so yeah, of to Vallejo was
0: taking off, and uh, Bart stopped running at one o'clock.
1: Yeah, I saw. I remember seeing someone tweeted a photo of the message on the board saying that Bart was leaving. Uh, so like, obviously that would be a reason to not do it. But I feel like one of one of those days, if, if everything lined up perfectly, I would just be like, whatever, I'm staying to the final pitch. You know, I'll sleep in the ballpark. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's just something about being there and being you know, like, practically one of, like, a thousand people, your voice echoing, that just seems awesome to me. So I was a little yeah, jealous. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'm with
0: you. And, you know, it's, like, for you when you travel. I mean, it would probably be okay if you had cab. Or if you drove to the game, it's probably okay. Maybe sleep in a oh, car. Yeah. Um, but, you know, even, even for those of us at home, I mean, there was, like, a, there, it wasn't a large crew, but there was a fairly large crew of us that stayed up until the last pitch. Hey. And, you know, we got the, the twat, the to the Twitter, uh, the crowd yeah. is better I, can. I can't see Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was one of those games
1: that you felt like I can't ever see another game like this. Like I may see a game that goes past midnight. I may see Landon lane, but I'm never going to see a game that's played until two, what, two twenty in the morning? I think it was like two twenty, yeah. And you know, I was waking up, you know, almost ready to go, like almost time to go, cook to go, go to work. And the, the tweets from the writers were timestamp like an hour before <laughs> which i thought was hilarious i feel like the only other time that happened was during the uh mlds last year that extra inning game where i had to wake up super early to come back to the city and all the tweets were still like coming through they weren't done reporting on the game yet and i was getting up so but when Wait, that happened, it's pretty which funny game was that um game three the extra inning game where they were playing the cubs It wasn't even that super late of a game. It's just that I couldn't stay up for the entire thing because I had to get up at 5 a.m. And so I woke up at 5 a.m. and, like, the tweets from the game were still – like, the writers were still there. They were still physically at the ballpark. And I just thought that was hilarious that that even was possible. Yeah. Uh,
0: And I felt so bad for Grant afterwards because he didn't put on the air until – 2.40 2.40 a.m.
1: That is crazy.
0: They, they went on the air and they had a full episode. I was the <laughs> They <friend>.
1: did it. <laughs>
0: they were delirious and it was <laughs> funny. Yeah, um, that's, that's amazing. Awesome. That's amazing. Um, so, you know, ultimately the Giants went on to lose the rest of the series because that's what they do and they help film the Dodgers at the losing streak Street around because right. that's what they do um and they immediately really have the same uh same results against the diamondbacks but um there was kind of there was a fun moment in the loss against Clayton Kershaw where kelly complex continued his series of head-scratching home runs yeah. uh, he's got yeah, he exactly three home runs in his career are a grand slam an inside the park home run and a home run off of Clayton Kershaw so like this. He could have retired today and then the football fan, as far as I'm
1: concerned. Seriously, I mean, if you're going to have three homers, those are basically the three to have. They're probably the three of the hardest types of homers to to hit. It's not very common that you're going to get an inside the park home run, even if you're fast like Kelby. It's not that common that you're going to hit a grand slam because even if you do hit homers regularly, the bases still have to be loaded. He doesn't really hit homers regularly, and the Giants. Don't really get the bases loaded that often these days. And then Clayton Kershaw, I mean, come on. Anyone that hits a homer off of Kershaw should automatically get, like, a little bonus star next to, like, their name saying, yes, I'm in the homer off of Kershaw club. So that's pretty fun. And and I like rooting for Kelby. So for me, it's just extra fun that Kelby gets to occasionally throw in one of these, like, really fun things just to perk things up a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, he gets a lot of hate, but then you look at the, you know, and obviously there's, some, I, don't, I don't want to say luck to it, but just kind of situational things, it, whatever, and, you
1: know, small sample size, but a sample. Pardon? I me? Mean, obviously small sample size, but it's, oh, yeah, yeah, it is a small sample, so, um, but,
0: yeah, so that, that was pretty fun, Um um, let's see. So going to the Game of back series, um, so, okay, the Bumgarner versus Granky game. I, I don't know, I felt like a lot of people were really complaining about that one more than you. I was kind of, what is, did you forget that that Granke is really good? Like, right?
1: Right. And, and yeah, like, it kind of is annoying that they only got you hits off of Granky. but honestly, it was nice to see that Bumgarner actually pitched pretty well last night. He, you know, gave up that that first inning homer, but he gave it up to Goldschmidt. Right. It's one of those, it's like the opposite of the Kershaw thing, where it's like, well, if you're going to give up a homer and Goldschmidt's going to hit it, we can kind of give you a little bit of a, a little bit of slack. Um, you know, so, you know, it was it was a pitcher's duel, and even those have been kind of hard to come by these years, this year, so it was kind of nice in that way to be like, okay, you know, they didn't hit Granky, but, but Bum kept it together, and, and that was good to see, so...
0: No, I I've been keeping an eye out since um, Granky went to Arizona. Has there been a Kershaw versus Granky matchup yet? Because I keep waiting for one
1: and I haven't seen one. I'm not sure. I know Granky faced the Dodgers in that last series, but I don't mm-hmm. think Kershaw was back yet. So I I don't know for sure. I feel like there has to have been last year. Well, maybe. that's what I
0: said too. But I remember but, at the, end of the season. I went back through and matched it all up, and they would both been injured. Yeah. Um they missed each other in one series that they would have faced up against each other. And then this season, I have not followed them that closely, but I know that Kershaw was out for a while. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I personally don't remember it, Um, but it was, it would be amazing if something like that happened like in a postseason. season. (laughs) Um, We'll we'll see about that. There is, I assume Granky would pitch the wildcard game. So I'm not sure that it was, it it would line back up, but if they could make it line up, that would, be something that I would enjoy watching even though either result is not exactly desirable. I would still enjoy watching it. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah.
0: I I don't know. I mean, like you were saying, it's kind of hard to come by the big pitchers' role this season and I don't know exactly why that is. Maybe it's because Bumgarner was out for as long as he was.
1: Yeah. That's probably part of it.
0: Because since after Bumgarner, I mean, nobody's really – I mean, even Bumgarner's got a little bit of a home run issue this year, but I'm
1: not holding in against him. But there's just
0: right. somebody on our team that kind of would be a legitimate part of a pitching duel this season, unless and right. like, you know, randomly ends up in a pitching duel. <laughs> but still, right. like and look at like, oh, there's a matchup I want to see. Right. I mean, um, I feel
1: like I feel like Samarza can be capable of it. You know, you get a night when he's on, it's gonna be, you know, he'll be hard to hit. He'll go deep into the game, so it can feel that way. And I know that when I'm looking at, oh, who's pitching tonight? I'm more likely to be interested if he's starting this year, just because I know that there's actually a good chance that the other team is is gonna possibly stay off the base pass, not score a lot, and so he's been one of the bright spots this year for me too. I, mean, I can agree with that. I, it used to be Johnny
0: Cueto for me, but he's just well,
1: you know, he's yeah, not, he's just a, he he he's still kind of you know figuring out what's going on with with his. Coming off the of DL and finding his groove again, um, but I think he'll be back. I mean, provided he literally is back next season, which it seems he will be, I think I have faith that he'll be back to to being the Cueto that we look forward to watching. So, I hope so. Yeah, and it does seem like the
0: <laughs> that they're going to be um, bringing or he's going to choose to come back. So that yeah, it'll be one thing to watch for next year. Yeah. Um, so, last week, Doug and I talked about Bruce Bochy's apparent hatred for Max Williamson. Um, oh, no. Well, it <laughs> no, it, it's not, not like, literally, we don't think he literally hates him, but it does kind of seem like, like, they brought him back up, and it seems like they had the intention of playing him every day while Patterson was out, and they didn't, um, and, yeah. you know, since Doug and I talked last week, Max has had one start, and he's had two pinch-hitting appearances, and that's been it, so,
1: yeah. I don't know. I don't How know do you think kind of going with him. I really don't know. I honestly don't know. I feel like there's occasionally a player where, you know, he'll – he just doesn't get, like, the playing time that that the fans think that he should get. And I feel like for this year that's, that's Mac. And I actually feel like it was last year as well. Um And possibly the year before that, because I remember going to late September games in 2015 and thinking, hey, Mac is here, why isn't he playing? And then last year, I remember, well, Mac is here, why isn't he playing? And here we are in 2017, and it's like, Mac is here, why isn't he playing? So I honestly don't know. I think that he would be better off if he were playing more often. It's hard to, to get going when you're only coming in for a pinch hit appearance or only starting one game. So I don't know. I wish he had more of a chance because it, it seems like when he does come in, he either does something really good or something happens where you're like, oh, no, now he's not going to play again for two more days. And I just wish that, like, we didn't have to worry about that kind of thing.
0: Well, and I agree with you. Like, when he plays more, I feel like he plays better. Like, when he, shortly yeah. after he came, he came up, he had – like they pulled him from a hot season in Sacramento. And not right. just, you know, temperature-wise. But well, literally, like, I was at the game that he got pulled from. It was hot. Yeah. <laughs> Um so they pulled him out of, of, you know, a situation where he was performing really well. They brought him in. I think his first two plate appearances, he had two hits. Yeah. And then it he was just like, oh, cool. Yeah. And so it was like, oh, cool. So maybe he'll play every day and he'll be good. And nope. I don't think he plays for nope. three more games after that. No,
1: no. <laughs> but he did have that homer in Colorado. That was nice. Yes. I agree. Uh, I don't know. There's this weird thing going on where where I feel like the outfielders right now don't need to be playing every day. They should be putting in Mack. They should be playing Parker out there as often as he can. They should be playing. I'm not even sure who else is is left. But I don't think that, like, Span and Pence need to be in the lineup every day. And they should be. At least one of them should be out of the lineup every day. And so I'm not really sure why why they're in there grinding away when they could be just you know starting no. a rec- off season recovery process. Yeah. So
0: yeah, I I agree. I think it would just you know it would just be fun to kind of change things. up. It's like Bochy, Bo- he's trying the same things every game, hoping for different results. And it's just at this point in the season, mix it up, throw in right. like Kilby Tomlinson in left field. I mean, right, exactly. Anything that will make the games memorable at this point.
1: Exactly, because oh, honestly, I mean, there's nothing to lose in doing it. You know, I feel at this point, most of the fans realize that a win is a win, a loss is a loss, but why can't we, like, at least see something different, you know? It's not like everyone's like, if he does that, the team might lose. Oh, there so, are those people. Yeah, well, <laughs> I guess, I mean, there's always going to be those people, but <laughs> that's true. <laughs> But yeah, no,
0: I I agree. It's a lost season, so find something to make it interesting, or find you know, you know, give people chances to
1: you know to start trying
0: out for next season already. Right, which is supposed to be the point, but a lot of people are hurt, and they they
1: are playing some of the younger guys, so I don't know. Well,
0: yeah, so I mean, it's out.
1: nice because you know guys like Ryder are right. getting a chance to play every day, which is which is good, and Slater. I guess he was hurt. He can't play, like, literally every day, but at least he's getting some more time in. So it's not completely a lost cause, but it, it could be better. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, so, okay, so today
0: was, uh, was a, a good day at the ballpark. We had Ryan song back to officially retire as a Giant. So um, for those who didn't see it, it was really sweet. Um, they, had, they introduced the, the Giants to come out onto the field. And Ryan song came out and the camera followed him to the mound. And I think that was like, his son there?
1: I think it was. It, it, it definitely appeared to be. So I only got to see the uh, live version that they had on Facebook, so the camera work wasn't quite as uh, clear. But it, it definitely looked like him to me.
0: Yeah, so I think it was his son was waiting for him there on the mound. And he, you know, hugged him and he signed, I think he signed signing a couple of baseballs. Um And so, you know, he he took the mound, he waved to everybody, he threw a couple of pitches, a huge standing ovation. He had his hat waving and, you know, so he threw a couple of pitches to Nick Hunley and Bochi came out and took the ball. And of course, you know, more cheering um, as it should be, you know, uh Jones is a extremely ignorated part of the Giants floor, don't you
1: think? Oh yes, definitely. I mean, Vogelsong is one of those those Giants that where I feel like it doesn't, it, it, I feel like there's not really even much question that he is going to be considered a, a good Giant for basically the rest of, of the existence of the Giants. And I think that's a really special thing to have, both a player that people kind of agree upon in that way and to be that player. So I was yeah. really happy for him that he got to do that today.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you look at the things that he's been through in his career. I mean, he got signed in 1998, I believe.
1: And yeah. He had,
0: like he didn't come back to the team until 2011. I think he had an appearance with him in 2000 or 2001. Yeah. Uh, but he went overseas and he, you know, was struggling and he, he fought and fought his way back over and he ended up being a hero on the Giants. I mean, he was an all star. He, the Giants never lost a game in the playoffs that he started. So I mean, he's a, he's a hero.
1: Yeah, he is, and I think it's really amazing that he was able to have this closure where he was able to say, you know what, I'm done, I, you know, I gave it baseball everything I could, and I want to finish my professional career on the mound at AT&T Park, and it was able to happen, like, that is so incredibly special, it's not something that very many players get the opportunity to do, and I think that it was just an awesome end to an awesome story
0: absolutely and then you know what it's, it's interesting that you point that out because I feel like they I mean the Giants we've seen some players have their moment of retirement where they have you know ceremony for them but a lot of times after they've kind of slogged through a season longer than they should have and it's not you know it's not at the best point like you know the fans have just come off of watching them be not very good all year right <laughs> I I really liked the way that they handled this one, and I feel like if they're ever going to have a moment like that for Tim Lincecum, and this would be ha- but this would have to be how they did it because he's not one for speeches and right. Yeah. But this right. is a chance to have him like Ryan Dolbison did come out, have his moment, get, get the love from the fans, not have to say anything, not do anything,
1: and just t- you know take the field and leave the field and and have that moment of closure like you said. Right. I think that would be great too. And I was actually kind of pleasantly surprised that it was literally him taking the mound, throwing a few pitches and being done. Um, You know, he, he is not a guy who is short with words. He, when you listen to an interview that he does on the radio with, or with the broadcasters, he is very, he has a lot to say. And I think that he, you know, decided that that was where he was going to make those, those words come. He wasn't going to do some kind of big thing on the field. He was going to do the field like he always did the field, and I think that that was a really cool decision. So,
0: yeah, I, I loved it. I mean, I think they were playing his music I, if I remember correctly. Oh Christ yeah, I'm sure they were. Yeah, <laughs> glaring to the audience. It was. It, I mean, can you imagine? if like you you were at AT and Park and Electric Field is playing, and it's just like flashbacks to 2009, 2010. But Tim come I'm, I'm, I'm now going to, like, petition
1: until that happens. I feel like you should just, like, every day send a letter to Larry Bear and be like, I have an idea. Here's how we do it. Just, like, every day to send the letter until I it mean, happens. I, I think it would have to be depending on, you know, Tim
0: Linscombe being ready to walk away from the game. But right. if he gets i sure that he would do something like this because he I think he should get his with the fans the way that both of us got. Because it so much. And I'm like, especially Ryan Molotov is this fearsome thing. I mean, he's yeah. incredibly, he and his family are incredibly resilient. And so it was just brought up a lot of emotion to see him out there today. You know, yeah. just look at last season where he took that pitch to the face. And like, oh, I wish he was to be able to see again. I know.
1: At the end of the season. Ah, I mean, I was thinking about that earlier, too, where, like, not, you know, he didn't say, okay, well, this is a sign. This is it. This is This is, you know, the baseball God saying you're done. He said, "No, this is a sign for me to get back to it and come back because this is not how I'm going out." And to take that and and to be so driven to again come back from you know this point where most people will be like, "Okay, I'm not sure if I can do this," was, was amazing. And even last year, I remember he pitched that final game that the Cardinals played against the Pirates, and we were all hoping that the Cardinals would lose because if they won and the Giants lost there would have been that extra game and everyone was like sending this energy to him and he pitched a great game that day. And I remember thinking, you know, this might be your last game. It probably you don't want it to be, but if it is, again you just went out, you know, on top. Playing well, pitching well. So And cementing that forever giant status. Yep. Yes. And, you know, and, and I think he actually has the uh, criteria met to be on the Giants Wall of Fame. I'm almost positive. So that's something that, that's pretty cool because that's yeah, not an easy thing to achieve. I think it's, yeah, I think it's you have to played 10 years, right? I think it's nine years if, like, for then, a regular player. But if you're an all-star, it's five Oh, okay. And he was called up in the middle of 2011, but if you also add in like his other years, maybe you can make it work. So, I mean, it was technically 2011, 2012, 13, 14, 15. So that is five. I don't know if it has to be five complete seasons. Oh, with the Giants? Giants. Yeah, with the Giants. Yeah, gotcha. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty he sure. So. He, he's got the All Star, he's got the World Series Yep. Save some rules for that one. Yep, yep. And I'm going tangent, but I kind of feel like they kind of have to think about reconsidering what the criteria is for a few of these guys that have multiple World Series rings, but were not with the team for as long as other people. I wonder if that's a thing that will eventually start to happen. So
0: I think that they'll do some. I mean, I, they're definitely going to do something once like the team starts to go into. And I, you know, I don't think that they're there just yet. But once they do start to drift
1: into like rebuild. Yeah. The yeah. yeah. They're gonna have to, they're gonna start coming up with ways for people to want to come <laughs> to to see. Yeah. And they you are gonna find guys. ways to like truly honor that era of yeah. and hopefully that and era we're, not before yet. But yeah, but and amazingly we're we're almost at ten years since not yet, but we're closer to it than for, from it, the ten year anniversary of the twenty ten World Series. So, you know, they're gonna start probably thinking about that sooner than we know just to see reunion. what happens there yeah yeah I'm like you know with Matt Cain you know probably being done this season I'm not sure I'm still not clear exactly what what's going to go on with him but with him you know probably ending his time we're down to only like two maybe three guys that were actually on that team so there's yeah, um, Pablo Pablo and and Bum Tom Garner, and so I think that I think that's it because all the other bullpen guys have gone. And, the bullpen
0: guys are all gone. Yeah. Um, there's other position players that were there that long.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's it. So you know, it's, it's interesting. over in baseball is an interesting thing. <laughs> yeah, well, they held on to that
0: core, gri- core group of guys from 2010 for a lot longer than you would expect. I mean, yeah.
1: They had, what, seven or eight, eight players, players that were on all three teams? Yeah. and I think Yeah, and that's incredible, I think, just that, you know, that team in 2010, aside from Buster and Bum, they were not particularly a young group. So you saw a lot of turnover, but then you also had, like, that group that, that did stick around for all three, and that's pretty cool. It's pretty special. Yeah,
0: so then that'll be, you know, obviously that's three years from now-ish, let's see, 18, 19, 20, yeah. So but you know that'll be nice to see what they choose to do to honor that team and yeah. Um, so okay, kind of going back to my Vogel's song. Um there was mm-hmm. this, that, that Deadspin spin piece I didn't read oh, yeah. I saw the title of it and I saw the reaction to it. <laughs> you're not getting my money. Um, <laughs> I um, did it. it. <laughs> it's just, okay, so it's just it's annoying when national writers decide to write about regional teams that they know nothing about and then they don't do any work to, like, figure out why why one, the person that they're talking about might be interesting to the, local, to the regional fans. You
1: read it, so I'll let you go into it. I mean, it's just one of those Deadspin-esque, obviously, uh, stories where they just wanted to be kind of sassy and snarky about something for the sake of it. That's what I thought. And after I read it, my my main opinion was not everything that happens is meant to mean something to everyone. And I feel like that's a really good example in that, just because, you know, fans of another team might look at this and say, oh, it's this like 40-year-old guy and his career ERA is over whatever. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but it's
0: probably not super
1: low. (laughs) Um, And he has two World Series rings, but he, you know, he's just a guy. A lot of guys have two World Series rings. It's not like that for Giants fans. And to me, it's kind of important to remember that Giants fans know exactly why today happened. And I don't know that it matters a huge amount that other people don't understand it. I feel like every team has a player that they probably revere a little more than than the outside person would understand. And, you know, I thought that, that writing that kind of just made them look like, okay, we don't get why, you know, each individual team ticks the way they do, which is kind of obvious when you read a lot of national baseball stories. Every team has its own character, Every team has a thing about it that makes it special. And I feel with the Giants, it's kind of, you know, being a community around the players and kind of feeling like, you know, you can say this guy is a forever Giant. This is the reason why. You might not understand it, but Giants fans understand it. And that was kind of my takeaway with it. that, okay, you don't get it? Well, we get it. So enjoy whatever you enjoy instead. (laughs) It's not for you. It's not for right, you to ever understand. But even so, do five minutes of work, and you'll see that
0: the Giants are undefeated in the, in the playoffs. Right. Because when Bulgasong started. I mean, right. that's
1: it's not nothing. Right. And, and
0: 2012 and, without Ryan song.
1: Right. Watch game six of the 2012 NLCS, which is one of the best games that's ever happened. Um, and one of, I feel, an underrated game because the Zito game overshadowed it in such a way that, Game six was kind of like okay, we need to win this one too, but Vogues pitching, we got this, and then it was over. Um, yeah. And that was amazing in and of itself. That we, that we were just like okay, well, this will be fine. Um yeah. But it's completely underrated because the game because of Game five, and you know he also pitched a great game in the World Series that year. So you know you don't get those rings likely without without him. And I think it's cool. And Craig Calcaterra, who writes for um, and. It used to be Hardball Talk. I think it's NBC, MLB Sports or whatever now. He actually mentioned that this kind of thing is really nice because it it proves that you don't have to be a Hall of Fame player to have a special day. And I think that that's really cool uh, that that that's true. And it, it was nice that I thought that he actually recognized that. It was like, have a nice day, Ryan, because you earned it and your team loves you and your fans love you. So that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I agree, and you know, obviously there's more to it than just like looking and seeing what he did in the postseason, but also, you know, what he and his wife, and his, he and his wife are a big part of the Giants community, like not just the team, but like they interacted with the fans, you know. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of good lo- uh, goodwill and love towards the family. So, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Ultimately, the article was a little bit annoying, just,
1: but we know we know what Ryan means to us, and that's all right. about matters. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it was annoying to read it, but it was also just like one of those things where it's like, okay, yeah. well, <laughs> hope you feel hope you feel better about getting that out of your system. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whatever.
0: <laughs> so, um, some news this week that I haven't I haven't actually read too much into, but it looks like the Giants um, picked up Matt Moore's option. Ah, oh, yeah. So we will get I some more some Matt buzz. Moore.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Hopefully Matt Moore figures out what's wrong with him, but that would be very nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean um, it's important to have a young, younger like long-term pitchers because there's not a lot of room for the Giants to go out and look for somebody. There's not a big market for it, so you know we we some on Matt Moore and hopefully that goes well.
1: Yeah, I mean I would love for him to be able to get it together. Those games where he's on are, are really fun. Uh, There's been those few games where he has just looked really good. And, you know, I really, I I want him to succeed. I enjoy, you know, rooting for him. Mm -hmm. I hope that they they kind of put him in. I feel like he pitches better when Buster catches him. (laughs) It's helpful for him. And I hope that they, you know, have that matchup. I feel like when he first came to the Giants, it took him four or five starts to even play with Buster catching him. Um, And, I don't know. It's a, it's a starting pitcher and starting pitchers are hard to come by. And I think it's it's probably a good thing that they are going into next season knowing that they have that role filled. And Mm -hmm. if someone in spring training comes along and makes them question it, they can take it from there. But at least now they're not going to go in with this hole in the rotation when they already are going to have plenty of other questions to worry about. So
0: yeah, I just, you know, with that more like, I'm going to always, at least as to where we are right now, I was going to think back to towards the end of last season, where he was, what, one out away from a no-hitter against the Dodgers? I know.
1: That, I Matt know. Moore.
0: I want more of that. <laughs> yeah,
1: More of that, Matt Moore. Or the Matt Moore that sadly pitched that game four of the NLDS last year. Oh. He was so good. Oh, God. And oh. that was great. He, like, came oh. through big time, and, oh. and he, it's important to remember that, even though the end result was not very good, it's hard it's to... in there. yeah. He, he seems like a nice guy. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't. He's one of those guys that when he's not pitching well, his face makes me really sad. So yeah. I want to see happy face on that on that Moore's
0: face. You know, it's, been, it's funny that you brought that up because I had forgotten it, but I had not forgotten the look on Matt Moore's face as the bullpen was imploding away. Oh. oh, it, it seared into my oh. mind. Terrible. Oh, God. <laughs> or okay, <let's>, Matt. let <laughs> the things that don't make me want to cry. Yeah. Uh, so Brandon Belt was apparently at. The park. Was he? I think he was there today. So saw him during the mobile song ceremony, or you know, first pitch. Um, oh, was he?
1: Did you? Did anyone see him there? I'm pretty. Like, to the I think he was in the dugout. He was in the dugout. That's
0: what he, I saw. Oh,
1: I, 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 I was think, hoping. I was hoping he was able to make it. So I know Hank said that he saw him yesterday. I wasn't sure if Mm -hmm. he was there for the game or if he was just there for, you know, meeting with the the trainers (laughs) and doing treatment. But it sounds Mm -hmm. like he's feeling a lot better. So that makes me happy because this whole, like, I don't understand concussions well enough. So my whole thing with the concussions is that when they're not at the park, I'm thinking of them, like, feeling like crap and sitting at home in the dark and, and wishing that they could do anything. So I'm just glad that, that we had a little update from him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously he's he's not coming
0: back this year, it, even if he was at 100%, which he said he will not come back until he's 100%, which is good for him because that's how people get worse is when they yes. push themselves when they have a concussion. Um, So, I, you know, but I, it's, it's nice least he has faith. He's my favorite player. He hasn't gotten to play since, what, July? No, August. It, it,
1: it was... If it was July, it was late July. It's, yeah, it's been a while though. I think July it was early August. Yeah. Um. So you know, I, I miss him.
0: I miss him. I I do too. I
1: look forward to
0: see, see you next season.
1: Yeah, and and I'm like I'm happy in a in a way that he is being realistic about his recovery and saying I need to be a hundred percent because I'm not entirely convinced that that people that other players do that when they should. And I'm glad that he's taking it seriously and saying there's no reason for me to risk coming back, let me let me heal up. And this is his, his what, third or fourth one, so he fourth. knows this process at this point and he's probably like I don't want to go through this again if I don't have to. So, how about we just be patient? And I'm sure that's really difficult, but at least in a season like this, it's probably a little easier. Right, and it, it
0: also does something where, I mean, he's it sets a precedent to other players who may feel like they can't do that. Especially mm. like a player or a person with a less secure role on the team might feel like they can't right. they to recover when they're not 100%. So maybe he's setting, like, the right example for those players to do what they need right. to do. Right. Of course, and, it's,
1: and
0: always, it's always precarious when you're, like, in a position where, you know, you're, someone else could be brought up that would take your spot. You right. know, I I see why people would want to not – you know, take the time that they need. But I, you know, I think if more players do it and teams don't punish those injured players by taking their role away, right? you know, I think more people will be inclined to actually take the time to heal up.
1: Yeah. And I think that that's important. Cause sometimes I get the impression that the opposite is, is kind of being encouraged. And that makes me just, I don't know if it's because of the type of person I am, but I don't really get why this idea of playing through pain is makes you stronger than being able to say, I can't do this right now. You're you're yeah. going to be more helpful if you actually, you know, heal up. So, Right. But remember, thing.
0: it's about toughness and, and being macho and all of that. It's like, yeah. No, I mean, you're not helping your team when you can't play, right. you know, because you pushed yourself when you weren't ready right. to come
1: back. Like, obviously, if you're injured, you're injured. But I don't know. Um, speaking then, of okay. – Go ahead. <laughs> No. Oh, I was just, just going to say that that kind of did happen to Brandon that first time in 2014 where he did come back too early and then he ended up missing another month. So I feel mm-hmm. like even in that, he, he understands that that can happen really easily. So he's taking it more seriously and that's good. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So we will look forward to seeing him back eventually, but take your time.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so speaking of
0: in long-term injuries, I guess you said Matt Duffy was back this week, right?
1: Uh, I follow one of the writers from Tampa because I can't just, you know, quit it. Um, And he said that Matt was taking grounders at shortstop again, which is something that he's basically been doing off and on all season. Um, But it it seems like something he hadn't been doing for a while. He's back with the team in Tampa. So, I mean, that's good. I feel so awful for him that he completely had a lost season. He didn't play a single game this season. And, um, Hopefully, you know, this offseason he'll be able to heal up exactly how they're hoping he will and he'll be able to start over because that just really stinks. is this the
0: same injury, the same heel injury?
1: Yeah, I think he had that, and then he had some kind of procedure to sort of expedite healing, but I'm not sure that that exactly worked the way they were hoping it would. And uh, I know that he did go on a rehab assignment at some point, but he never actually got back, and I think he got down again, so... I, I see He got hit in the foot at some point, right. but I don't think it hit, like, his injury. I think he followed the ball off his foot. It probably didn't. It obviously didn't help matters. But no. Yeah. Uh, no. So, I mean, obviously there's two weeks left. So even if he was ready to come back, he would probably just play for, like, two days. But yeah. hopefully. It's optimistic that he actually is able to take rounders and play a little bit. I'm bummed. I just saw the race play, and I was like, "Oh, what if Matt were here? I would be able to at least see Matt too." Right, <laughs> but I thought Sergio, so that was fun. I forgot he's <laughs> always you fun know. to see. Yeah. <laughs> um, so okay, so let's talk
0: so about. I know Doug and I talked a couple times about our playoff team. Um, I'm assuming that you are pulling for the Yankees, am I right?
1: Pardon. I said, I'm assuming that in the playoffs, you're pulling for the Yankees, right? Oh, uh, oh yeah. I mean, I am a Yankee fan, so as far as the AL goes, the Yankees are my number one um, right now. It looks like they're probably going to play a wild card game, Right. so we'll, we, I'll know pretty quickly how long that <laughs> how long that journey is going to go. Um, aside from the Yankees, I do, I, I kind of fell for the the tribe, the Cleveland's last year, <laughs> so I I'll probably be pulling for them if. Yankees don't get very far, um, so I I can't do it. I,
0: I I'm um, appreciative of the the um, feats that they are accomplishing at the moment, and I'm I'm impressed. But I can't root for the that
1: organization until they get rid of their racist mascot. Yeah, it's tough, and it's it's one of those things where it's like I don't I don't like saying the name of the team, <laughs> um, and I try to you know. Try to not get into it with other people about it, but they do. They are a fun group of guys, and they play fun baseball. So I try. I, it's one of those things where I'm like, they didn't name the team, so right. I can like,
0: like, <laughs> I can differentiate between the team, the players on the team, and the organization. Yeah, I guess I'm going to talk team. about the, It's the team from the baseball team from Cleveland.
1: Yeah, the Clevelands, The tribes, you know, whatever. Even well, even the tribes sometimes the tribe is the a little is much. Bad. Yeah, but the Cleveland that that works. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's not fun. Yeah. But they um, have, yeah, a bunch they, of, have they have a bunch of good guys. They're really fun to watch. And uh you know, last year I thought it was kind of like it was so dramatic all of it. And they came so close. So it'll be it would be hard to root against them if they get that close again. And the NL teams are not really I don't want any of them to win. Oh. <laughs> Wow! Wow! Okay. <laughs> I mean, if I had to pick one, it would be the Nationals, most likely. Mm-hmm. Possibly the, possibly the Rockies, if we're allowed to do that, like interdivision thing. But I don't feel very strongly about it. So,
0: I like the Rockies. I like the players because we play them so much. I'm more familiar with. Them. Yeah. So I, yeah. I don't like them when they're playing the Giants, but they are a good team. I like their players. Yeah. I don't like the idea of playoff baseball in Colorado, but aside from that, I'm kind of pulling for the Rockies, Nationals, yeah. of course. Um, but I, you know what? I gotta get like, probably to like Houston, like we talked about, just uh, yeah, uh, because, yeah. because of everything they've been through this year. I think I've. Yeah, can, we'll that see.
1: It's cool. an interesting mix. It is an interesting mix. I mean, I'm I'm pretty already pretty psyched for this NL wild card game just because I just want to whatever's gonna happen is gonna probably be bananas. Um, And then I hope whoever wins it beats the Dodgers. Um, But, you know, yeah. The
0: um, the wild card would be the one game I wouldn't mind being played in Colorado. Just because it would be. It would.
1: Yeah, that's why. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, even Arizona. Arizona is not a neutral ballpark when it comes to hitting. So I feel either way, if it's an Arizona Rockies wild card game, it's going to be – something else you got a better <laughs> hope that, that your pitchers are are on their game um but you know I, I just i'm i basically want whichever team wins to actually give the dodgers a run for their money that's my main i mean that's always my hope in the nl when the dodgers are involved this is it's basically like who can beat the dodgers so those two teams have been playing the dodgers hard all season so hopefully one of them can just get them out bye yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to definitely looking forward to the beginning of the play I'm not looking forward to like if the Dodgers advance. I never like that because it always makes me feel like oh god, this is going to be the year. Yeah. Um, so you know, but I always enjoy the inevitable—not
1: inevitable, but the uh,
0: so far inevitable uh, Dodgers collapse. So you know.
1: Yeah, I'm really hopeful. I mean, they're gonna. I don't want them to get as far as the World Series because that's just going to be too much for me when that happens (laughs) luckily i'm gonna be on vacation during the world series this year so i might just like shut off and be like what (laughs) but um i probably am not actually gonna be able to do that (laughs) and i'll be rooting against them if they're there so let's not even get that far shut them down yeah
0: i was at i was coming home from a uh play in san francisco when the dodgers were eliminated last year so i was sitting at a um I think it was the Burger King and like Dixon and I had to pull off the road to like celebrate the fact that the Russian lost. 'Cause it's that yeah. it's, it's that momentum of an occasion every year.
1: Yeah. I don't even uh, remember um, it was the Cardinals again? No, not, no 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 was, they didn't they make the it last year. Uh, it was the Cubs. The Cubs, yeah. The Cubs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That mm-hmm. After. that was good. Yeah. That was good. Okay. It
0: would. So the earlier the better. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, upcoming games this week, we have a weird schedule. We've got two off days, a short two-game series against Colorado for some reason, and then we will have a weekend series in L.A. So, that should be A chance mm. to get a little rest and get caught up
1: to, you know, ready for playoffs that we aren't in. Right. Yeah. it's so probably nice. They get some off days at home, which I know is, is a rare thing. Um, and apparently next year they're going to get a lot more of those. So that's that's good. Um, And, you know, at this point, I feel like they're probably just getting through it. And it's probably nice to have those days off where they can just turn off a little bit. And the trip to L.A., I mean, I still want them to be the Dodgers. Oh, absolutely. So we'll see how that goes. (laughs) I think they might get bummed in, in that series this time. I don't know.
0: I honestly could not tell you what the
1: rotation is right now, so I yeah, don't know. it's a little. I think he just pitched yesterday. Yesterday, so right, um, so they we'll should see. get him because there's only two games. And that then is. yeah, yeah, so they should get him next next week. So we'll see. Maybe we'll get one of those bum Kershaws. Maybe I am not sure the because we're gonna have those two days off, so that might
0: throw off the rotation matchup. But oh uh, um, yeah. It was, um, I can't remember who was being quoted in um, the um, Chronicle article over the last couple of days about Bruce so um, and Yeah, And they were saying how it feels like they keep, it feels like they keep adding games onto the season to make it longer because of how, you know, when you're playing. Games, yeah.
1: Like, like that yeah,
0: yeah. So I think it's kind of nice that they're getting a little bit of a break. And then they're playing against two playoff teams. So
1: with Colorado
0: to maybe play spoiler, which I actually don't want them to do, but I do want them to win, so it's a little confusing. Yeah. Um,
1: But Colorado games are important to Colorado, so, you know, that's the thing about September, at least, is that if it's not important to you, it's probably important to who you're playing. So there's at least some need to be somewhat competitive and keep it together. Except
0: Um, for in this instance, because it's actually more important for the
1: Giants to be losing games right yeah need, i mean right now out
0: something for the future we're like hey we'll give you two, but we're going to need something in the future remember
1: this next year yeah, yeah they should they should be able to do that can we take a rain check on this win <laughs> apply it to next season please <laughs> your
0: starting pitcher Denard fan
1: oh my god oh my gosh! that would be amazing i'm just fan pitch to Arenado. <laughs> <laughs> Probably gonna hit a homer anyway.
0: Just Guarantee <laughs> a win, I guess. I mean that's not in an insult meant that's the odd fan. I was just a random player uh, that I picked. Cool. Um so speaking of random players. Uh, player
1: of the week,
0: do so you want to go first?
1: Uh sure. I was going to pick Jeff Samarja and I kinda touched on on why earlier in, in, in this because I was basically basing it on his performance the other night where he basically, you know, pitched a great game. He won eight innings. He got a hit. I think he scored. He, you know, the other team scored too, but he kept it together. He had a nice night and it reminded me that, yeah, I can look forward to Smarge's starts. I really like when Smarge is in charge and he was that night. So I'm going to pick him. Okay. Um, You
0: know, I'd like to give a nod
1: to Chris Stratton, who had a good game today.
0: Um, he went six innings, two runs. He he got his first uh, major league hit today, too. And oh, scored. did he? That's great. He did. <laughs> so, and it scored. So, um, yeah, I, I'd like to give it to him, but I've got to give it to Forever Giant, Ryan Vogelthang. Ah, uh, good pick, good pick. <laughs> so let's see if we have questions this week. Um, We always ask for your questions on our Twitter account, which is at McKevyConcast. So we looks like we've got about three, not that many this week. Hi. The first one comes from Hunan Pepper. Sorry, H U N A N Pepper, who asks: Should Bochy be asked to retire in the off season? Um, No. (laughs) At least let him finish his yeah. At least let him finish his contract.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like. I don't think they're going to do anything that's going to make Boji look like he didn't have the, the say in what happens. And asking him to retire kind of points to that. So, right. And there was the piece of, again, going back to the piece in the Chronicles this week,
0: where you know he discussed like how he has had, um, you know, he's had some great moments as a coach. Obviously, there's three World Series wins. And there was a, a quote from Tim Flannery uh said that he pulled him aside after the first win. He said, this is all I ever wanted. This is all I ever wanted. And, mm-hmm. of course, Flynn says, you know, of course that was bullshit, and we knew it. Because yeah. <laughs> they went and they got two more. And I think I don't foresee him wanting to wait for another championship to retire, but I don't think he would – I don't think anyone would ever ask him to go out after a season like this because this wasn't – this was a mess. This season was a mess from start to finish, from top to bottom. Yeah, I mean, at least give him a chance to go out on a fairly high note. Maybe they're competitive. Maybe they get to the playoffs. Maybe they don't. But at least it's not this rock bottom season. Like, right? He deserves better than
1: that. I agree, and and I think that there there would be this sort of an optic of him like jumping ship when things got as bad as they did. And I don't think that he would want to do that. And I don't think he would want anyone to think that he was doing that. And you know, there's a big discussion to be had as how much of what happened might have to do with him but he clearly isn't the only problem and so to ask him to retire and pinpoint it and be like alright well that's done I don't think that's going to necessarily solve the problems that are happening so I don't see a reason why he wouldn't come back and, and try again and hopefully have a better result next year
0: well
1: okay I think we're in agreement there
0: um, the next question comes from Steve Benson Uh S. Sensen 19 who asks, oh, sorry. Ryder Jones has had some playing time, but not a lot. you seen enough to buy or sell his stock? I've never been a big fan of his projections. Um, you know, go ahead. Uh,
1: I don't think I have seen enough. This is not really what, one of my strong points in, in that. I'm not the best at uh." at figuring out, you know, this kind of thing with the projections and whatnot. But I do think that, you know, he's kind of in an interesting situation where he gets to play every day because of an injury to another player. But I don't know for sure that he's, like, in his comfort zone or has hit his stride yet. And I think that they need to give him a little more time um, to figure that out. So I would say no. I don't think – like, I don't think he's at a point where he's a trade chip or a future player starter for the Giants. I think they're still trying to figure that out. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think that if Belt hadn't gotten injured, we wouldn't be seeing as much of Ryder Jones as we are because I, I do think they would have still continued to play Pablo Sandoval every day. Um, I think he's what he's getting right now to me kind of equates to an extended kind of spring
1: training audition. Right, it does seem uh, that way to me too. So, and, and that's good. I'm glad that he actually has that opportunity, but I, I still don't think that he's at that point where it's clear what kind of player he's going to be. Yeah, I, I think.
0: Um, I think I'm. I'll wait until spring training and see how he's doing then, because I think it's it's really hard to judge anything at this point in the season because none of it really matters. Um
1: right.
0: We'll see. We'll see next season what they decide to do with him. Um, and our last question is for you, and it is from Rob Hayner at Robert Hayner. Um, it said, "What would uh, Joanne recommend as an, itin- as an itinerary for one week in New York City?" I would plan on going to Yankee Stadium and City Field. If he asks, "What
1: else?" Well, one of my favorite things to do when I go to a new city is to walk around a lot and to get to know the various neighborhoods and and do things that locals do. So that would be one thing that I would suggest is just get out of the tourist areas, you know, spend a little time in Times Square, but then go somewhere else, Chelsea or the the East Village or the West Village of Upper West Side, and just see the kind of stuff that the locals see, the restaurants, the shops, stuff like that. Um, I also love natural things. Urban nature is really cool to me, so I love the High Line, which is a park that we have that's built on old train tracks, and it's really cool. You can walk uh, up to 40 blocks on it now, and it's really neat. It's really well designed. Um, Central Park is always awesome. I go there fairly often, and I always find something new that I like about it, or that I had forgotten about, and. Uh, and Today we went on this thing called the Lobster Boat, which is just a floating restaurant, and it's only $10, and you go on a sail on the Hudson River, and back, it's about an hour and a half, and they have lobster rolls. So I always recommend that, too, because it's great, and cheap. And what about Thinner Oh, yeah, Thinner is great. Thinner uh, is the Giants bar in New York. Uh, it's not just Giants. It's all Bay Area sports. They do Warriors. They do 49ers. They do Sharks. I think they do all the Pac-12s. Games mm-hmm. and uh, it's basically just a hub for Bay Area sports in New York City. If you go there, they'll have on whatever uh, game is on that day. We I w- spent most of the 2014 postseason there because they played all of the postseason games with sound, and it basically was you know amazing because everyone there was a Giants fan and everyone was rooting for them to win. And it was incredible. So that's definitely a place. It's definitely worth hopping over there and taking a look because it's really fun. And I think it's really neat that it exists at all in New York City. So thanks yeah. for reminding me of that. <laughs> that a, that's a,
0: sounds like a great mix of things to do. Um, okay, so I think that we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. Um, okay. Big thank you to Joanne for joining me on your birthday. and oh, thanks for having uh, me. Yeah, and thank you to you guys for listening. Um, as always, you can leave us comments on McCovey Chronicles, where you can find the hard-hitting news reports like Sam Dyson's love for his cat Snuggles. <laughs> or you can find us on Twitter at, McC- uh, at McCroncast. Um I'm at Sammy Higgins.
1: Jillian, so where can the faithful find you? On on Twitter, I am Ripple in Time Seventeen. Okay. Well, I think that Philip
0: and Brian will be back next week. For anyone who was wondering, um, it's been a lot of fun filling in. Um, thank you again for listening, and we hope that you guys have a great week. Also, um, beat LA. Yeah, at least once. Beat LA. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.